Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Feel Better Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Humbug. Um, 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 da, 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 dum. It's the Feel Better Show! Feel better with the Feel Better Show. When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hated and cursed, is the one that we call Scrooge. Unkind as any, and the wrath of many, this is Ebenezer Scrooge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome. I am, of course, your host with the most feel better, and welcome to another one of our Christmas specials. Today we actually have a very special guest, a first-timer again, getting them back to back to back. I'm loving it. He's actually a very famous actor, been acting since the age of eight, and he's only 23 now, so he's big time at the Apollo. I have Daniel on the line. Daniel, please do a quick introduction and let us know about your podcast and everything you have going for you. Uh, Hello, my name is Daniel. Um, I run a podcast which will be starting in the new year called Tea Time at the Theatre because I've got to put my uh, degree to some use. And um, I'm here today to talk to Phil. It's quite good. I like that. I like talking to Phil. Mm-hmm. Phil is always good. And Phil always likes talking. Um, so, yes, Daniel reached out to me because I was telling people that I wanted guests around Christmas things. And Daniel said that he had the perfect Christmas movie to talk about um, and the best version of the Christmas ver- uh, story that we're going to be talking about today. And if you don't know what we're talking about, then shame on you. But we're talking about a Muppets Christmas Carol. And uh, Daniel, would you like to take it from here? Tell me, why is why is this the best version of A Christmas Carol, in your opinion? A um, little bit of backstory, actually, is okay, uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol. Um, we've, I've watched it every year since I've been watching movies. Every year, Christmas Eve, we get a Chinese, we stick Muppet's Christmas Carol on, and we sit and watch it, and I've done that for many years. So I'm... I am biased here, but I'm biased, but I'm also right, so it kind of works. I like when you have but, a very strong opinion of being right, even if you're wrong, you're still right. I'm not saying you're wrong with about this Muppets Christmas Carol. I would say I, I would actually fight another human being to the death to defend this movie so, straight up. So I'm going to just 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 put it out there. Um, it's my second favorite Christmas Carol version Ooh, what's your first scrooge with bill murray i'm a huge bill murray fan so that's the only reason and i think i saw scrooge before i saw uh, a muppet's christmas carol so i always I, it's bill murray come on how can you not love bill murray if bill murray was in a, a muppet's christmas carol it would be the ultimate best but it's like a very close one and two it's like maybe a couple points off from each other for the number one and number two but Oh, I've got an actual confession. I don't think I've ever actually sat and watched Scrooge. Oh, you have to, mate. You have I didn't to. even know Bill Murray did one. Yeah, it's great. It's literally the picture. Uh, I think George Burns is in it as well. And again, George Burns is probably before your time because um, I'm the oldest podcaster apparently in the world. The picture of it's Bill Murray smiling, kind of like looking like he's insane. And there's a skeleton lighting, giving him a light for his cigar. And there's the moon in the background. That's the, the cover poster art. And it is pretty much a modern day take on it. He's a rich executive and he's working on Christmas and he gets visited by the three ghosts like normal. 
and it's just that sounds very Bill Murray. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's funny. It's just so much fun. Like I can't get enough of this movie. I don't. It's not in my Christmas watch list. Uh, simply because when I was younger, my parents imprinted on me uh, Bing Crosby movies have to be watched on Christmas and uh, the, the Grinch that stole Christmas as well as uh, Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph. Those are my Christmas movies. Those are mandatory. Is it the watching. animated Grinch? Of course. Oh, of that course. is loads the better than really, the Jim Carrey one. Really the old versions of Frosty, uh, the claymation of Frosty, the claymation of... Uh, Rudolph and the old, really old animated one of the Grinch are the ones that we watch for Christmas and Bing Crosby, just because my mom's a huge Bing Crosby fan. That's that's Christmas to me. That's when I re- think of Christmas. It's like literally we open the presents. If we didn't get a Christmas movie, which it was rare, we would put on uh, one of the uh, uh, the claymation versions. Uh, I've seen the claymations and the old Grinch. Uh, I've watched them with my family as well. They they are fantastic, but. It's like A Nightmare Before Christmas as well, I would say, is a Christmas movie and a Halloween movie, multi-purpose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, la- last week's episode on the show was uh, we talked about what constitutes a Christmas movie. And we had and Nightmare of Elm Street came a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, a Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> that would be an awkward, right? <laughs> that would like, be a horrible mix up. <laughs> yeah, that's a well, they both have Nightmare, and they must work, right? A Nightmare on Elm Street is the new Christmas movie. I'm saying it now. It's going on. <laughs> it's on record now. No, A Nightmare on Christmas, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Jesus. Uh, I'm glad I don't edit these things. Um, a Nightmare Before Christmas, we actually talked about, does it fall into a Halloween movie or does it fall into a Christmas movie? If you didn't listen to the episode, you have to go back and listen to it. I'm not going to tell you because I don't like spoilers, but spoiler, just like Daniel said, it falls into both. But yeah. So that, what else, what other, before we jump into uh, more about your, uh, the topic of a Muppets Christmas Carol, what is other things that you do on Christmas? Um, Like some traditions that may be awkward or not awkward, uh, odd, like some people may find odd or different than what they do. We do a Christmas Eve presents and it's uh, always the same thing every year. And it's like new pajamas, um, Mm -hmm. bedtime socks. You know, the big fluffy ones with the grip on them. Yeah, yeah. And um, stuff like that. Uh, we always order the Chinese because none of us can be asked to wash up, so we just kind of eat it out of the containers. Okay. Uh, like savages. <laughs> um, That's how you're supposed to eat Chinese, it. right out of the container. I've never, ever ordered Chinese food when it comes in the box. I usually get, you guys don't have it in England, uh, general Tao chicken. Uh, so it's just like chicken with a nice sticky sauce and rice. And inside the uh, the sauce, there's like sometimes there's pineapple, sometimes there's little red peppers, there's different spices and um, and chives in it. But those, but when I order from other things like you know fried rice or um, dumplings or that, they get come in the container and you have to eat it out of the container. You can't put it on a plate. Oh, we have like little plastic containers here. We don't have. They're not massive. They're not really convenient to eat out of. They're like microwave containers. Oh, they're we like... don't even get this shiny foil thing anymore down here. Oh, we did when I lived in Lincoln. When I went to university, we got um, a Chinese delivered like that. But down here, you just get in a, like, a plastic container. Yeah. And it's red hot as well because they, they heat everything up in the microwave, I think, allegedly. <laughs> so the Chinese don't at me that I order from. <laughs> Allegedly, they may microwave everything. We won't. We won't put them in the show notes. But uh, 
that that's weird that you get it in like a plastic container i still i sometimes get we get it in um a metal uh tin not tin foil it lo- looks like tin foil but it's a metal yeah that's what we con- get in cities ah yeah we get that in cities because then you can pull it out and turn it into a plate and share it i suppose is the thing people are meant to do yeah but we don't oh, stab just... people with a chopstick it's in my case yeah oh man chinese is like the christmas if you're like living on your own or you're away from family it's like chinese is the christmas food well one it's probably the only restaurant that's open on christmas yeah i imagine it is isn't it I, I wouldn't know. I've never, I've never actually checked. I might Google it this year to see if any more local Chinese restaurants are open on Christmas. Yeah, because I, I just, I find, I think it is like they're more, they're more open because, not to be culturally insensitive, they don't really follow the Christian religions. They have their obviously their Buddhist or their religion that they follow, and it does. Their holidays don't fall on the same time as the Christian, the Judeo-Christian religion period. So I, I've not seen like regular restaurants open, at least here in North America, other than Chinese restaurants or Asian restaurants. I've never checked that around this area. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll, I'll give it a go when it's Christmas time and I'll send you an inbox. I'll be like, oh, this place is open. Yeah, this random Rastafarian restaurant is open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Rastafarian restaurant would not last long in my town. Yeah, probably not. It's fish and chips. We live like 10 minutes away from the sea. Uh, fish and chips, Chinese and cheap beer. That's how we live. That's not my family del- in general. Just the whole of our town. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I, depends on the chippy, really. I have yet to have a proper fish and chips, which really sucks. Because we have, uh, where I live in Montreal, there's a, there was a large influx of um, Irish, Scottish, and English that came over. Uh, and so, like, there are some places that give fish and chips. Like, we have a lot of Irish pubs and English pubs here. And they do an okay job. But I'm like, this doesn't feel authentic. I, f- I feel like a proper fish and chips has to come in a newspaper. That That's actually not how fish and chips are served anymore. Oh, like in really? a little uh, polystyrene thing. Or sometimes just wrapped in grease paper. Okay, then fine. I'll be okay with grease paper. Um, yeah, if you ever... The authentic way to eat fish and chips is to fight a seagull and try not to get covered in sand at the same time. That's how you know you haven't got fish and chips. Mm. If you ever come to England, visit Whitby and go and get fish anywhere in Whitby. does fantastic fish and chips. Best, Second best in the world. The first best is a little shop called Steel's in Cleethorpes, which is the adjoining town to Grinsby. Best fish and chips in the world. Hands down, I, w- I will happily die on that hill. And if steals or anyone ever steals, here's this. Give me free stuff, please. <laughs> well, I'm going to put it in. I'm definitely, if they have a Twitter or at least an Instagram, they're getting added or, and post, <laughs> uh, tagged in the pictures because this is how we do it. Um, free stuff for anybody uh, or at least try and get you a discount. Um, oh, yeah. That'd be great. There we go. So I have a mission. Well, because if people don't know, I've recorded this way before december because december is a crazy month for my family so yeah if you ever get the opportunity to set a holiday out in england just hit all the great mates where we all live and we'll all take you out in different places to show you the culture apparently i have to go up to scotland because rory has this amazing pizza joint that he won't tell anybody about (laughs) and i want to try this pizza joint because we have some great pizza joints here in montreal so uh 
So yeah, so it's going to be interesting. But enough about food. <laughs> yeah, um, please. I, I haven't had my dinner yet. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> I haven't Just either. Just got back from work. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So Muppets Christmas Carol. You're saying this is the best, and you also say that before we started recording that you have one that you can't stand or you you find the worst correct yes there is one i i just can't stand for the life in me and that would be the disney version of a christmas carol that they released a few years ago you know the cg one oh yes the one they kind of update with mickey and all that every year uh it was it wasn't mickey it was disney and it was a christmas carol but it wasn't done with disney characters oh it wasn't oh this is the no. actual oh with the jim carrey uh yeah yeah that oh, one. Oh yeah that one was bad can't stand it way too dark of a movie it's a it's a kid's movie it's a christmas carol it's meant to be fun and joyous and you're meant to not like scrooge to begin with but you know you're gonna like him by the end yeah wow. but yeah because I, I remember a little brief history here uh, we had an option with school when that first came out to the cinema. Is that uh, we could either see that or Breaking Dawn Part One? I think it was. I I, I can't right off the bat I can tell you I know which one I'm going to. I'm definitely seeing Breaking Dawn Part One because got to get me Team Jacob. I'm Team Jacob all the way. I did see Breaking Dawn Part One, <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later I saw A Christmas Carol with my mum. I think it was, and it was it was dark. It was. It was like getting Spectre Gadget and making it a gritty reboot, but giving it, which would basically make it Robocop, now that I think about it. Yeah, I'm like, that sounds a bit like Robocop. That was a weird revelation to come through. But um, (laughs) it was, (laughs) it's Robocop, this gritty Inspector Gadget. Is that all it is? I think so, yeah. Apart from him, like, not being able to get a twirly hat on, um, it's pretty much the same thing, yeah. He has a spy, he has a young person that helps him out. Okay, that's a check mark. Uh, there's no dog in it, so you lose the dog. I'm, but I'm pretty sure Inspector Gadget is turned into Inspector Gadget from an explosion as well, the same as Robocop. Yeah, yeah. Well, Robocop. That, that feels like a good a rant for another day. That that's another episode. That that's a January episode. There we go. Boom. Robocop meets Inspector Gadget done love it it's another that's a great episode which one oh, wow that's amazing revelation oh that's gonna Chris. stick with me for months now <laughs> never gonna be able to watch robocop again uh, well, the original robocop not the remake yeah no the remake is horrid oh my god the only reason, I, haven't, I haven't seen that the, i've just been told it's not great the only good part oh, no, wait, about RoboCop, that, what is it the only good part of it is sam jackson well, i suppose that's that's a given yeah but that's about it. I just remembered um, Robocop didn't... It's in the remake where it's the explosion. In the original, he's quite gruesomely blown to bits with guns. Yeah, he gets his hand blown off. He gets, uh, what, like his leg blown off as well, I think. Yeah, pretty much everything. Yeah, it's like a... It's an already movie. Now, this oh God, is yeah. very not Christmas <laughs> material. <laughs> Um, let's, let's go back to you seeing, uh, the Jim Carrey Disney, uh, Christmas Carol with your mum. Uh, yes. Um, I, I don't remember it that well. Cause, um, it was around that, I think I was about 13. Um, so it was around that age where I started developing taste in movies just cause I paid for it in the cinema doesn't mean it's a good movie. Yeah. So I vaguely remember, and I, it will always annoy me 
because uh, in a Muppets Christmas Carol, the ghost of Christmas present is an entirely new Muppet. In, in fact, I've got a few stuff to say about some of the ghosts. Um, and that always amazed me because he looks so jolly. But in the Jim Carrey one, they kind of played to the whole he only lives a day thing and then becomes a skeleton halfway through. Jesus. And I was like sat in the audience and there was kids who must have been about six and seven sat next to me or in front of me or something. And one of them just went, oh, I don't like that. I was like, I agree with you. That's terrifying to watch. That That is not how I remember the book or the movies. No, that that is freaky as heck. And this is Disney we're talking about. And Disney's yeah. supposed to be like all happy, jolly. Like I remember the the, the Mickey one. The only scary part was um, uh, the the one that plays Death. I can't remember. He's in a Goofy movie. Can't remember his name. He smokes a cigar. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name though. It's gonna bug me forever. We're gonna finish this podcast, and I'm gonna remember. But that is the only part. The scary part in it is the 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 Ghost of Future. Christmas is to come, where he's like it's an evil spirit, pretty much. Yes, but um, he he is meant to allegedly i'm I'm doing quotation marks but we can't see each other um, fine, maybe the people listening yes they can see us of course they're watching us now the government yes but um right. he he is meant to be a representation of christmas is to come but he is also a lot of people think he's also deaf yeah so i don't know how cheery their christmases have been but <laughs> i do kind of subscribe to that theory that he is He's not everybody's Christmases to come. He's Scrooge's Christmas to come, hence why he's death. Yeah. He will appear differently. To, like, if he appeared to you, I imagine he'd be not a nine-foot figure in a black robe and a skeleton face. At least I hope it wouldn't. Me, I'm hoping I mean, as I, well. Um, I don't know what you do in your spare time. You might shower urchins. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You boy, what day is it? Kick carolers, whatever. Look. It's a free country. I'm not saying you should kick carolers. No, I'm no, just we're... saying they should not come to my house after 7 o'clock. <laughs> Don't knock on my door when I'm supposed to be sleeping. Um, I, I'm late. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But, yeah, it's. I think that's that's the only time that the movie should be, quote-unquote, dark and scary because it's... he's Scrooge isn't... Well, we're jumping way ahead in the movie uh, or the story, but Scrooge isn't supposed to survive. He's supposed to have no future christmases that's how i get it and he's looking in at everybody else having their good christmases and he causes a lot of pain so that's why it's a dark because people will die like little jimmy dies or is it little tiny jimmy? tim tiny tim yes. tiny tim sorry tiny tim passes. and little jimmy and little jimmy is there a little, uh, little jimmy no no i don't think there is no so tiny tim um and it's funny i call my buddy tim tiny tim and he's like six six um and I forget. I got my very tall friend Tiny as well. He's like, I think he's about six three, but I'm only five eight. So there's a very def- difference between us. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I was tiny for years. Yeah, I'm 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 five eight. I'm not growing any hotter. I'm I'm shrinking probably already, because um, I'm the oldest podcaster alive. Moving on, uh, for me feeling old. Um, yeah, like I feel like the reason he has death, quote unquote, or his his future. Uh, Christmas's future looks like is representative with someone you can as easily associate to the Grim Reaper is because he causes so much heartache and pain for everybody that works for him. So he only his Christmases and their Christmases are dark because of it. Yeah, and no, no one remembers them because um the 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 sound and the stuff in the 
vision. They're selling all his stuff, and that's all he's really worth is the very little that he owns. Yeah. No one has a fond memory of him, and it is quite dark. But if the ghost was to reappear, it would probably be a bit nice, not nicer, but you know what I mean? Something a bit more joyful. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, probably something more akin to the ghost of Christmas presents. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even the, the ghost of Christmas past, because he was joyful back then. Yes, he was. And then he got his heart broken. Yeah, that's when he but became. Speaking Scrooge. of the ghost of Christmas past, I'm just quickly scrolling through my notes because oh. this is the only podcast I've actually wrote notes for. Oh, you're probably the. No, would you be? I think you may be one of the few podcast podcast guests that actually had notes. Um, I, I did quite a lot of research for this, but uh, in a Muppets Christmas car- Carol, um, do you remember the Ghost of Christmas Past, the little child? Yeah. Actual puppet. Really? Yeah, it was a rod puppet, and it was submerged in baby oil and water to get the floating effects. That sounds creepy. Oh yeah, it is, but it's it's all there. Maybe a little bit of CGI for the glowing, but it's all practical. And I thought that was a dead interesting fact, so I wrote it down. Because I, I, for years, I believe that was um, CGI'd. Wow. Mm, but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That was one of my interesting facts. <laughs> Ooh, I hope you have many more. Uh, I, I have a fair few. I've, I've got a personal, not a personal story. That makes it sound a bit depressing. I've got an anecdote, I suppose is the word, oh. about uh, the Marleys. Because I, I love the Marleys. Because uh, you know the two puppets who play them? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Muppets, not Puppets. Got to get the terminology right. Um, they're actually my favourite Muppets because um, they remind me of my granddad quite a lot because they're the type of silly little jokes he'd make when he was watching stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, two friends of mine, Josh and Becky, uh, who I met at uni, the year before I met them, that was their couple's Halloween outfit, the two Marlies from the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was absolutely adorable. <laughs> and they do have a fantastic song. They do. And the, 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 I always loved these two Muppets. They play, they're, they're always the ones that are yelling at, uh, at uh, the actors. Or, well, yeah. the Muppets in the uh, Muppet TV show, which I grew up with. So Yeah, I, I love the Muppet show. I haven't, I haven't watched it in a while, though. Oh, it's great. I think the last one I watched had... Mark Hamill, and it weirdly enough, <laughs> I think I was watching that to discuss another point with someone else unrelated to podcasting. I think I was talking to my sister about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm just right now just looking looking at pictures and all that of this and them making the movie. It's it's amazing, like oh how they do it. It's I always love the Muppets. Yeah, but um, the actual set itself, I, I will get into why I love it. But like I say, I've got notes and i feel like if i don't use them i've wasted my time no go ahead um, please please bring your notes bring your notes sir i've done more for this than i did for you <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we're not gonna say anything some... about that but um the actual set when they're walking through the london streets and michael kane is acting with the muppets they had to elevate certain points that he can only walk on so he was still taller than them because the set was specially built to have muppeteers their actual name of the people who operated the Muppets, yeah. um, scattered around the set to control them. So he's actually about two, three foot higher than everyone else on set. And it's all done with like panels and stuff and uh, boxes for him to stand on. And then it's filmed in a way that they look relatively the same height to us when need be. Yeah, I'm trying to find a picture and there isn't one. Because usually they do have pictures of them 
acting with the Muppets. And yeah. It doesn't look like they do. For some reason, they have a picture of uh, the rat and Hermione next to each other. I don't understand that. Um, that that's probably... I, I wouldn't go into that. I'm going to stay away from that. But yeah. Oh. So yeah, what are some other interesting facts that you have about this movie? And then we can get into your personal anecdotes. Uh, there is a deleted song. Um, if you watch The Muppets Christmas Carol, you may vaguely remember a song called When Love Is Gone. Okay. Uh, it's during the Ghost of Christmas Past bits, and um, Bella sings it. Kane joined in halfway through, uh, but I have no idea how to read this man's name. Jeffrey All the Vowels is what I'm going to say. Is get Jeffrey Katzenberg? I think that's pronounced. Okay. Uh, wanted the scene to be removed from the original cinema release, but it wasn't because he didn't think it would appeal to kids. But it has been removed from other releases of it. So oh. you have one. Yeah, I think on our copy of the DVD, we still have uh, the song. We still have When Love Is Gone. Give me a second here. That's when he's singing it with the yeah the girl. Oh, my God. Yeah, because he goes back to it at the end, and it's the credit song. And it seems a bit weird if you didn't know it was a song in the movie. I'm just about to play it right now. Yeah, you have the dog playing the piano, animal on the drums. Okay, yeah. That's awesome. I know it was just silent right now. I was just listening. I'm, I apologize for that. I'm horrible. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm a horrible host. Um, sorry, this movie just brings back so many good memories. Ugh. Um, oh, it's a fantastic movie, though. Yeah, so they, they wanted to delete that off the out of the movie? So, yeah, out of the cinematic release, but it uh, went through. And in the newer releases, it's not there anymore. I think, it, I think there is an extended cut where it is. But I know on our DVD, we still have the song. Because uh, I was listening to it. I was like, I didn't realize this got cut. I know it, not off by heart, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, but, that's so interesting. Mm. I feel like I've uh, well, I've got some more that I'll sprinkle out during Let's, my ramblings. Your ramblings, it's fine. Um, I never consider them ramblings. I consider them content here at the Feel Better Show. So, what, what, why is a Christmas Carol, specifically the Muppets Christmas Carol, your favorite? Um, obviously, because I, I have watched it every year with my mom, um, and she is a massive fan of the Muppets. Uh, I've watched quite a lot of Muppets stuff with her. And um, it's just all the little tiny details. Um, I've always had, I've always loved Kermit the Frog. Um, even now, I'm still quite, I'm still a big fan of Kermit. Um, He's a great character. He, he is a fantastic character. But also, a Muppet's Christmas Carol is the first time I saw his legs, which freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> but um, actually, um. Another interesting fact I've got written down. Uh, you know when he's walking with Tiny Tim during that scene and he's scatting, as it's called? Yeah. Um, it's actually what Jim Henson used to do with uh, his kids. Because uh, this was the first Muppet movie without Jim Henson because he passed away in 1990. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's an homage to him and so is the shooting star with Kermit and all other movies and this. Oh, so uh, anytime that Kermit sees a shooting star, it's, they're paying an homage to Mr. Henson himself. Yes. Oh. And it's a very famous image now. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, I, I didn't until I started uh, making notes for this. That are better than your uni notes. Yes. 
That's right, folks. The Phil Better Show is better than uni. Um, moving on. <laughs> but um, yeah, and um, actually, one of the first ever uh, stu- things I did on stage as a main part is that I actually pe- played Fred in my year six production of A Christmas Carol. Oh. Yeah, it was my first major role because I was always like Piper number four or Sheep before that. Um, and then like a year later, I really started getting in, into my accent a lot more. So it's, so Christmas Carol as a whole always had that place. Like I've always had a soft spot for it. Um, but a Muppets Christmas Carol, I've always had a soft spot for that as well. So I think that kind of overwon because I was like, this is the definitive Christmas movie for me. It's what I'm going to show my kids, and they're going to show their kids. If they don't, I'll show their kids. If I have to come back from the dead, show their kids, <laughs> kids, 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 I will. You're putting but in your will that every generation that succeeds you needs to watch this movie. Oh, oh yes. I, I think they should. I think if you if you have kids, um, I, do you have children? I don't have kids, but I just recently became an uncle, and we're going to be having his first Christmas. So uh, there's a it's lot Christmas of Carol is. Yeah, he's gonna watch that. My sister, huge Disney, so I'm trying gonna sneak that in there as well. And we have a lot of Christmas traditions as well, because um, my mom is a huge Christmas fan. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to his first Christmas because he's gonna be bombarded with so many Christmas movies. So much culture at once. Yeah, eh, culture. Uh. Uh, that 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 uh, was me throwing culture at your nephew. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't suggest that. <laughs> Meh, culture. <laughs> Consumer, all of it. Go, 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 into your tiny little brain. But yeah, no, uh, I I'm definitely going to have him watch this. I think my sister actually has a copy of a Muppets Christmas Carol. I think she has the family's version because we we always had one version. And when my parents were like, "Okay, you all moved out, you get to take your DVDs with you." And my sister snagged the copies, so or it's on VHS. I think she has it but on VHS. Weirdly enough, that's something um, we had an argument about in my house. Was uh, who gets to take them up its Christmas Carol with them to uni? And oh. turns out neither me or my sister have a laptop that plays DVDs. <laughs> so your mom gets to keep it. Yeah, and she also bought it. So yeah, she. I think she has rights to it. But uh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I guess technically, yes, she has the rights to it, but it's. I wanted it. was the most important thing. You could always... No, I don't have a working DVD player at all. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. You know, Xbox, you couldn't have a working DVD player, but. No, no. It's, no. it's too complicated for them to be like every other system and ha- be dual purposed. But the 360 did. That's right, it did. Yeah. I Oh. Uh, no, nah, I'm not even going to go on the Xbox rant. An Xbox rant is a, something for another day. <laughs> yes, we've already we've already went down two different rants <laughs> on this. I can't already. help it. I just I just go off on one. It's it's fine. But, I lo- I love rants. Rants are great. All right, hit us with another fact. Scrolling through my notes. Ah, Mr. Fezziwig, Mr. a character who I Mr. Fezziwig. Um, Scrooge's first employer. He okay. has the big party scene. Yeah. In a Muppet's Christmas Carol, he is played by Fonzie Bear. So they changed his name in the actual story to Fonzie Wig, which is F O double Z I double I G. 
And I did not realize that until I started writing for this. And now I love that fact because I love a good pun. That is amazing. Ah, oh, Fozzie Bear. That, that has made me smile so much learning that fact today. That... Well, not today. I, I actually did this about a week ago because <laughs> I, I sat in a caravan with nothing to do. So I was like, you know, I'll write for this. That's that's amazing that they 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 were able to pull that pun off. Oh my god, I, I, I never realized it. I know. Now, now that it's been said, next time you watch it, I hope you hear it because I definitely will. Oh, I know I will. Definitely. I'm I'm probably going to actually once we finish this I'm going to jump on and watch find a version of it and watch the movie cuz that's what I usually do after recording a podcast about a specific pot, uh movie. I watch the movie right after when I should watch it right before. <laughs> it's so I I didn't actually watch the movie for this cuz I didn't want to break tradition. We watch it once a year. Oh no. And that's Christmas Eve. So I've had to go online to remind myself of everything in the movie so I could talk about it when I got here. Uh, but I did. I didn't read the original book. I spark spark notes it that's, um, that's fine. to make my notes as well because uh, I didn't have time to read it. It was a lot. It was a lot wordier than I thought it'd be, and I had <laughs> stuff to do. Yeah, no worries. Don't worry. I don't want you. To, one, I don't want you to break tradition. You can't break Christmas tradition. That's like oh, that's holiness that you just can't do. I mean, we're not religious, but we're very, very traditional. Oh yeah, no. Like we have a Christmas tradition in my my parents' house. Um, is on Christmas Eve, we sit down all around my dad. He reads us a Chris, uh, Christmas story, and then we open one set of gifts, which is usually uh, PJs, and then we go to bed. And then we're up at 4 o'clock in the morning because that's how we always woke, wake up. And we, we start breakfast, and then we open the rest of our gifts. And then we watch all our Christmas movies in one day. It's a very long day. And then there's a midday nap. That's Christmas. But do you go for like a midday nap all together? Like you all go, oh, it's one o'clock. We'll go for a nap. No, no, it's it it, it peters off. You see people, because my dad kind of starts the nap in the chair. <laughs> he'll just fall it's asleep. Like a in Mexican the... wave of napping. <laughs> yes, it is. He'll 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 start his nap, and then my mom will be like, okay, uh, I'm just gonna go upstairs, and we're like, okay, she's going to nap, and then my dad will wake up and be like, oh, where's your mother? And I'm like, oh, she's napping, and then he. He's like, okay, and what's going on with the story? Where are we in the book movies? And he's like, okay, and he'll start watching it. Then, then I'll be like, okay, I'm I'm exhausted because usually the night before is uh, my girlfriend's friends. We get together at their place and we have Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas, with her her extended family. So we do that, and we usually don't leave until like two, three o'clock at night in the morning. Then we rush to my parents' place, have Christmas there. It's just so like I'm usually the third one to go down for a nap and then my brother, then my sister and probably the baby will be the next one or I'll fall asleep watching the movie like my dad. Uh, we, we get up and um, I just can't believe you all go for a nap at the same time. That's <laughs> it, It's not my all mom's the only person who really naps in that my house. Uh, no, napping, na- napping is a lot of fun. You have to. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that I didn't nap more when I was younger. Oh, I did during uni. If if I didn't have any work or anything to do, I'd be like, well, hey, get a two-hour nap in. Oh, yeah, no. Put my dressing gown on, pajamas, make myself a hot chocolate, really get into it. <laughs> full-on, uh, full-on. I, did, uh, I didn't half-ass that nap. <laughs> no, you, you embraced. Half an hour was, was prep. 
making sure my roommate was going to be quiet, knocking on his door going, I'm going for a nap. Don't, don't, don't play your game too loud. The first time, he, first time he's like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. And then he, you come out storming mad. You're playing it too loud. I will destroy you. Do not disturb my nap. And since then he, he's never disturbed your nap. No, I, I did actually have to ring him once on Facebook because um, he was playing his game uh, quite loudly and he was getting quite animated with it and getting quite sweary. And I ring him on Facebook saying, I'm at work at six o'clock in the morning. If you don't stop, I'm going to rip it out of the wall. Well, then. So he, he's kind of quieted down after that. He was a really nice guy who I used to live with. All he ever used to do is play his game and uh, go to uni and sometimes leave me pizza. Um, if he ordered a massive pizza, he'd leave me some for when I got back in from work or uni. Because uh, I was doing like 18 hours days back to back. So I was living on pot noodles. And he yeah. was like, oh, I've left you some pizza or some Chinese. I was like, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Will you marry me, sir? No. Yeah, that I, I, I've been in there. I've been in those shoes, the 18 hour days. I don't miss them. Not at oh, all. Oh, neither do I. I say that. I, I, I'm itching to go back on stage. Oh, I haven't been but, on stage in so long. I used to do, uh, oh. I used to do it in high school. And I did take one or two theater classes in uni, but I never continued. I wish I did. Oh, um, I'm, I'm going to use this as a segue, actually, to bring us back on to topic. Excellent. Um, speaking of Michael Caine, uh, who, in my interest in facts, actually watches this movie every year with his grandkids because he loves it. Um, have you seen Michael Caine's World of Acting, I think it's called? No, I have not. I think it's called that. I can't remember what it's actually called. Um, but it's him giving acting tips. And um, that's all it is, really. I was just trying to use it as a segue to get back onto this. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's but, fine. Um, acting tips. There we go. He keeps going about keeping keep staring into the eyes, staring into the eyes. An acting masterclass from Sir Michael Caine. That's the one, I think. Yeah, it's on BBC4 Radio or BBC Radio 4. Oh, no, that might not be it then. I don't know. Because this one you can watch. Yeah, no, no. It's a it's a four minute. There's a fifth, an hour long one, and there's a minute long on uh, YouTube. Uh, I think it is the masterclass. It could be. I don't know. Is he young in it or uh, is he old? Yeah, he's always been old, hasn't he? <laughs> it's true. He has. Like uh, watch him in anything, you can see him getting older by the second. It's true. But I also really like. This is now just a jarring segue. Uh, you know the Bean Bunny. Who sings? Yes, I love him. I just think he's adorable. It, there's nothing personal about. It. I just look at him. I think ah, I'd adopt you if rabbits could sing, but they can't. You, you just eat a lot of hay or whatever rabbits eat. What do rabbits eat? Carrots. I'll Google that later. But um, and I think to if I really had to sum up a Muppet's Christmas Carol and why I would say it's definitively the best version of a Christmas Carol is um. Just the actual spirit of it itself. It is one of the greatest feel-good Christmas movies of all time. Uh, one More to Sleep Till Christmas is hands down, should be number one every year Christmas song. Um, we'll, we'll knock the X Factor off the charts with it one year, lads. But I think if a movie ever embodied Christmas, the only other movie that I can think in recent memory to get that close would be Arthur Christmas. Oh, I love Arthur Christmas. Instant classic yeah. is what I think. But I haven't actually watched it in a couple of years. Now that I think about it, I say instant classic. I haven't watched it in a while. But I think Muppet's Christmas Carol, it's sweet because the voice of Kermit just makes 
everything better. And uh, the chemistry between his Bob Cratchit and Miss... Oh, what do you call her? Mrs. Cratchit. She has a first name, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, played by Miss Piggy. Give me a second uh, I think I've got it Emily down. Emily Cratchit. In... Emily Cratchit, yes. But even something as subtle as the uh, four four breaks, because uh, Gonzo is Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if it's ever stated in the movie that he is actually Charles Dickens, or if it's just alluded to. But he is the one telling the story, so... Yeah, because they have it here, because I'm on the IMDb page right now. They have him as the great Gonzo as Charles Dickens. So I guess they may say it is... I know his um, opening lines is, Hello, welcome to the Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm here to tell the story. Hmm. But Because um, it's with Rizzo the Rats. Yeah. Who, actually, going back to your point earlier about him being next to Hermione, it uh, looks like he's wearing a little Gryffindor scarf. That's the reason why. Ah. <laughs> I've just noticed that. Oh, I solved that mystery. We and go. your search history won't look weird now. <laughs> oh, that would have been horrible. I tried to explain that to you, missus. Uh, that's why uh, it's called, um, whatchamacallit, uh, incognito mode for the weir- really weird things that I have to search sometimes. Uh, I remember when the adverts for that came out. If you want to buy your girlfriend a present, no, that's not what we're going to use it for, mate. Yeah, no one's I'm going to use it. <laughs> yeah, that's not what it's being used for whatsoever. It's when you call them the uh, army's greatest recruit, private browsing. Yes, that's it. <laughs> now going back. Private <laughs> browsing. Tangents. I love the tangents. Um, <laughs> but it's um like one of the subtler jokes in it because um it actually referenced because all the Muppets are American and uh none more so than Sam the Eagle. Oh God, who plays Scrooge's childhood uh, headmaster, and he tells Scrooge that uh, business is the American way, but obviously a Christmas Carol is a British story, an English story set in London, and then it's like uh, Gonzo says to him. The, that he's it needs to be the british way so he changes the joke for it so it's never felt like the whole thing's too serious but it's also hits just the right amount because of michael kane playing scrooge yeah i'm looking i'm i was looking up some trivia for this um where is it trivia there we go um before production sir michael kane told brian henson i'm going to play this movie like i'm working with the royal shakespearean company i will never wink i will never do anything muppety I'm going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. And Hanson replied, yes, bang on. I'm so glad it was Michael Caine. But it was actually a Brian Henson's uh, di- direct and debut as well. It's the first thing he ever directed was a Muppets Christmas Carol. That's right. Yes. Um, he was on Sesame Street quite a lot when he was younger, with his dad obviously being Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. Uh, because nepotism is the best way to get ahead in this business. Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been told by teachers, it's not what you know, it's who you know, yeah, if you want to get famous. Well, that's that's the uh, that's in any business, I can tell you that. But probably more so with, uh, with uh, the theater world. Oh, I, I imagine. I've, I've not delved into it for a while properly. Um, I've got friends in drama schools and that. that, have, that they're, they're very much it's what you know. It's who you know, not what you know. But um, there's actually a lot of original Muppets created for this piece as well. Uh, one I mentioned earlier, the um, Ghost of Christmas Present, uh, mm-hmm. the Ghost of Christmas Past. But the Ghost of Christmas Future, oh, I've got to find it on notes again. I'm 90% sure it's played by an actual Muppet. Give me a second. 
Ghost of Christmas Present. Uh, I can't find my notes. Oh no, that's a, another thing. That has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> uh, I got my sister a present today. Oh, for exams. Yeah. Um, if you if you're aware of the site Cameo, it's uh from a YouTuber she likes on there. Ah, okay. Yeah, fifteen pound fifty that cost me. Not even sure. All right, um, Muppet Ghost of Christmas Past. We're looking at right. Uh, no, Christmas Future. Ghost. It's like the second thing you Google. Who was it? Oh no, sorry. Yeah, it's a completely original Muppet. Yeah, because it's oh, it's a... cr- Ghost of Christmas yet to come in the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a, again the big looming shadow. Oh, and I've just come across a picture of the Goofy movie. One. Yeah. Uh, that... The yeah, the guy smoking the cigar. Yeah. And the Jim Carrey one, which is, I'm not gonna lie, actually, that was quite a good way they did that. If I had to give the movie any credit, the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come was genuinely terrifying. But it was meant to be, unlike the Ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah, it's a dark, ominous thing. He he kind of looks like a statue to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he, I think he's the only Muppet uh, that is actually taller than Michael Caine with an operator inside. Um, but the way you look at him, you... You remember the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who? Yes. It's how I imagine they look when they're not stone, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've always found it a bit... Te- Honestly, it's one of the very few things that scare me is that Muppet. Um, I say that, I'm a wimp, actually. But Don't like the that. size of him, his presence, is domi- the way he just dominates the entire scene in any version of A Christmas Carol without speaking. And it's... There's an actual Wikipedia for this. I did not realize that. For the ghost I think I've been trained. I've been trained out of uh, looking at Wikipedia from uni. For the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Yeah, there's an actual Wikipedia page. Wow. His species, ghosts, gender neutral. Fair enough. Relatives. <laughs> ghost of Christmas ghost past of Christmas. and Christmas present. And they have their own Wikipedia page as well. <laughs> they do. Oh my god! Oh, I wish I found this beforehand. But yeah, I, th- I think um, because then straight afterwards you have obviously Scrooge repenting mm-hmm. and becoming a better person and uh, buying into the capitalism that is Christmas. If you want to look at it that way, I've heard a theory on that. And quite frankly, the person who wrote that theory should um, smoke a joint and chill out. <laughs> They've really got to calm down. But um, because it is, because then it is pretty much, you boy, what day is it? Christmas Day. Bring me a turkey. I don't know if it's cannibalism in this world, which is something I've always wondered about the Muppets. Do they eat other animals? That's something that's very interesting to think about. If if anyone's listening and knows if the Muppets eat other animals, if they're like a subspecies of animal from what we eat, uh, just drop Phil... Get on a Phil and let him know, and he'll pass it on to me. Yeah, please <laughs> tweet tweet us at Phil Better Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Let us know if the Muppets eat other animals. Well, I I, I would think so because they have the chef. Yeah, and the chef. And the mice eat cheese. The mice eat so cheese. They stick to their diets to an extent. Yeah, and then you you also have you have a lot of their Christmas episodes not a christmas carol but they're I, the one i'm remembering is um they're snowed in and they mex meet up with the fraggle rock people yeah and the chef is trying to cook big bird 
because because uh, Sesame Street is there as well. Yeah, it's like a big it's like Muppets a, Christmas. The Jim Henson's Christmas special. Yeah, so I guess they eat. Animals? Is that why we see no fly Muppets? Because Kermit keeps eating them. More than likely, but oh. I'm pretty sure I saw a fly Muppet in one of their episodes. Like they're yeah. uh, on the not Muppet. for long. Not once Kermit got him. Yeah, no. crazy that one. I now want to. I now want to uh, search if there's fly Muppets in the Muppet universe. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly sure there's someone out there who knows hell of a lot more Muppet lore than either me. Yeah. Um, I, I, might, prob- I might go upstairs and wake me mum up. She knows quite a lot about that. <laughs> the shake. She's got work tomorrow. I have to shake her awake. Mum, mum, what did the Muppets see? Let, let's not. Um, I, I, the last thing I need is an angry mother coming after me from across the pond. Um, <laughs> oh, she doesn't like flying. You're fine. Jeez. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I Now, now I'm going to google this um so what else what else about this movie um you said that you've acted in the play uh yeah um back in year six i don't know what that would translate to you and your american viewers i was about 10 so that's so that'd be great let's see i think i was 13 when i started high school which is grade oh, what is that seven eight nine t- seven grade seven for us Grade six, I was probably 12. So you're looking at maybe th- grade three, uh, four, five, maybe. Also, my math is horrible, and I can't remember that far back. So but, so about year six for us, because um, in England, it goes nursery, primary, I think. Uh, year two to six. Uh, no, I'm lying to you. Th- year three to six. How old were you? Seven when you were- to 11. How old were you when you did the play? Uh, I was even nine or ten. It was December, so I, I could have been either. All right, give me but, a second um, here. So 20, 2003, I was 18. So This you, would have been 2006. I'm going with so you. about 21. I was 21. Um, yes, you, you were legally old enough to drink before I even hit double digits. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so I was 18 when I graduated. You were nine, so we minus nine. Nine years ago was ninety-four, or I could have just done eleven minus nine. But nine minus eighteen is nine. Yeah, I I wasn't in grade. Uh, it was like grade five. We'll say grade five, just easier that way. Yeah. So, so around about that time, it was um the first time I um, like I think I mentioned it briefly before. I can't remember what I've mentioned now. Uh, it was the first time i played something quite big in a school play the time before that i played the mayor of hamlin from the pipe piper and um it was around about the same time that i realized this adrenaline thing i like when i'm on stage that's good Uh, let's keep that going and i was fred the nephew i can't remember who played scrooge oh i remember who played scrooge get called tommy who was actually, I think, six months younger than me. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> and had to play his younger, younger nephew. And it was the first time I actually got uh, feedback that improved my acting later on. Okay. So I've, I've always thought Fred is probably the funnest, not, not the funnest role I've ever played, um, but one of the more defining roles I've ever played. The most crucial role that you've played so far in your, your acting career then? But more or less, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Um, it's down to Fred. And to be fair, I love doing Christmas plays. Um, Pantos, Christmas plays, 
that's really all the genres of it. Well, Christmas plays are the best because you you get to have this fun that no one else gets to have because like there are a lot of fun plays, but Christmas plays just have a joy in the world. Look, yeah, because just with a Christmas Carol, there's been dozens and dozens of movies on it and television episodes are based on it and television shows even like i think every sitcom has had a christmas carol episode oh yeah but um actually bringing up bill murray again yes um there's there's a youtuber i like to watch and he brought up to my attention a ghostbusters christmas carol which is a comic book from back in the heyday of the ghostbusters and uh, it was actually quite a nice read, and it was quite fun. And uh, modernized the story, I say modernized the story, modernized the story up until the 80s. And it's still creating new media, A Christmas Carol. It, I, I reckon it's, it's going to outlive everybody listening to this. It's going to outlive me and you. For it's sure. going to outlive my tortoise, luckily. Um, but it's one of them powerhouses like um, Harry Potter or why can't I think, or Lord of the Rings. Something like that. that the Chronicles of Narnia or the Narnia Chronicles. Never read them. Really? <laughs> I've seen the first movie. Yeah, I ne- ne- never caught on. I, d- I just think that's because around the time that was getting big around the rest of the world, we went, oh, Harry Potter's a thing. And well, it just kind of demolished everything else in our path for an entire childhood. Well, because the, cr- uh, the Christmas Chronicles, the car- Chronicles of Narnia have been around just about the same time as the Lord of the Rings. Maybe even longer. Oh, so C.S. Lewis? Yeah, it's C.S. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think what brought that to my attention was the movie, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But I think when that came out was like about the time the third Harry Potter movie did, so it never really caught on in Britain. Yeah, no, I... I, Because Harry Potter might here. Yeah, you guys already had C.S. Lewis, I think. Is C.S. Lewis British? Um, he might be. I think he is, because I keep picturing him. I, I know he was friends with Tolkien. Yeah, he was a British writer, and the old. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was born in Belfast, so technically he was Irish, and he died in Oxford. Ooh, I've been to Oxford. It's quite nice. I hear it's beautiful. It is. It's, it's one of the. Again, if you come down to England. Let all the pod mates know, and hopefully one of them's near enough Oxford because it's quite expensive on the train. Yeah. All right. What other? Because um, we're getting up to an hour, we're gonna have to taper off. Yeah. Uh, um, any other interesting facts, any tidbits, or anything like that that you have on this uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol that you would like to talk about? I'm just checking my notes, which takes about ten years on my phone because it's slow as hell. Do, do, do. Oh, I've already mentioned that one. I've already mentioned that one. <laughs> oh, uh, Steve Whitmire, or Whitmer, I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced, who is the voice of Kermit, I believe. Do, 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 Whitmer? Whitmer. Yes. Um, he got the blessing of Jim Henson in a dream. Ooh. So he claims. Okay. Yes. And I- I'm reading off a website at the moment because I just copied and pasted this because I thought I can't can't read word this it's too bizarre he spoke of a dream the night before shooting the first scene as kermit in it he found henson in a gleaming white hotel lobby and confessed his anxiety about taking on the character 
so identified uh, so identified with its creator. He stopped. There was a thoughtful gesture Jim would do where he would take both his index fin- finger, put under his chin, and when he did that, and thought, he said, it will pass. And that's what he dreamed about. Hmm. And um, and to be fair, as someone with anxiety, um, I've, I've lived with it most of my life, you do have weird dreams like that, where you kind of know it's okay what you're going to do, but you need confirmation from another source. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so I actually re- I really like that little fact that someone as big as him still gets anxiety about this stuff, taking on such a mon- monumental role. Oh, I yeah, that's that like Kermit the Frog. It's Kermit the Frog. He's like, this is the if anything is the premier Muppet in the world. Yes, even if you don't know what the Muppets is, you know Kermit. Yeah, it's. It's undeniable, and I think Miss Piggy is probably the second famous uh, Muppet. I'd say it was a toss-up between her and Animal, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a like it's a close one, two, and three. Three. Well, no, it's a close second and third. Uh, one, it's definitely by by at least a leap. It's Kermit the Frog. Oh yeah, because he, uh, you have the not only do you have the sipping Kermit Frog um, meme that's going around. But you have everything, anything associated with Muppets, it's always Kermit. It's like Mickey Mouse is the famous, <laughs> most famous mouse. Kermit's the f- Kermit. most fam- famous frog. And possibly a Muppet killer who eats Muppet flies. But it, it that's is. for you to decide, viewer. Listeners, let listeners. us know. It's fine. I, one of the episodes I recorded, I called it all my listeners guests. Um, so viewers is just right up in the same alley. Um, yes, let us know what you think if Kermit the Frog is actually a Muppet killer of Muppet flies. But I, I do have one more interesting fact. Please, I think it share. fits, since we're wrapping this up anyway, in the final scene, Robin Weaver, who plays Fred's wife, isn't seen. And this led people to speculate that she had died and Fred was uh, experiencing something similar to Scrooge. This is not true. Robin Weaver was not available for filming that day, so she wasn't in the scene. <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there. So if anyone's ever watched the movie and wondered it, it is official. It has been said it's in by canon. someone. It's in canon. Robin Weaver couldn't make it that day, so they didn't put her in the scene. It's not a hint. It's not a foreshadowing or anything like that. We're not going to get a Christmas Carol to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> oh, that I'm would be amazing. Just- but like a weekend at Bernie's kind of style of yes. keep Scrooge propped up. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I, I just picture it now. Victorian London, weekend at Bernie's with Muppets. <laughs> would, would you keep it with Michael Caine? I think you'd have to. You have to. And you, you don't yeah. question about him being aged at all. You can't. It just happened. It just you. It act looks about like 10 years older, I'd say. So yeah. just set it 10 years in the future. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That'd be hilarious. Well, I know what Kickstarter I'm going to start some point this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter 2. Uh, no, <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol 2. Electric Boogaloo. Weekend at Bernie style. He's not up to much nowadays, Michael Caine. He'll probably do it. Yeah, he's done weirder movies, so why not? Yeah, he was in one of the horrible Jaws sequ- uh, sequels. Oh, God. Yes, Jaws. Where he got slapped by his little child. Yes, Jaws 4. The Revenge of Jaws. I wasn't even aware there was four. 
Yeah, it's, I just think it's one. Yeah, there's one of them. You have four Jaws movies, I think. Yeah, you have the original, the sequel, the third one, and the Revenge, where the mother is the one that's fighting the sharks, and it's like a mother versus mother type thing. It's so weird. The first one was freaky though. Oh, the first one. That that is one of the best movies ever made. I'd say. Yeah, the simple fact that you don't see the shark until the very end makes it so much better. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to Universal Studios? Yes. I, I, you done the Jaw ride. Of Jaws course ride, I have. Take. That was terrifying. I went to the one in Japan, and just right at the end when the shark pops up, I think I nearly I tried to climb over the people next to me, <laughs> get further into the boat. <laughs> Yeah, you you don't think think about sitting on the edge on this boat. You're like, oh, it's the Jaws rights. I'll, I'll be fine. And at the end, he just comes and the boat actually starts tipping. Oh God, oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. What what made it worse though is that because we were in Japan, they were speaking Japanese, so they'd say something, then something would happen, but we'd have pre no pre warning of it. Oh God, like our little group would be like, oh, I wonder what is. Oh, the barrels are on fire. Great. <laughs> oh, that. I, you know what? I actually want to go th- try it in Japan just to see what it's like, N- not knowing what the people are saying at all, just to be completely like freaked out, not knowing what's happening. Because he, he, usually they give away something with the uh, with the talking. Yeah, and in, in Japan it was it felt very much like it was just like guess you non bilingual people. Good luck. May God have mercy on your souls. Ah. Fire screaming! <laughs> Why is there? Holy shit! There's a, there's a shark! There's a shark! There's a shark! Throwing kids at the shark! Like ah! Swim, Japanese children! Swim! Save the white man! <laughs> well, that just went extremely racist. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to give the floor to my good friend Daniel. He's going to give you all you need to know about his podcast that's coming. So, Daniel, the floor is yours. So. Tea Time at the Theatre will be hopefully starting within two weeks of the new year. Um, It's going to look at Shakespeare, acting as a whole, the responsibility of actors, and many other things that you can cover for acting. I wouldn't say use it as a reference in uni. Trust me, that will not go well. But what you can do is you can get in contact with the show when the Twitter is up and running to bring your points across. And me and a rotating rotisserie, I suppose is the word to use, a uh, selection of co-hosts will bring up a topic each week to talk about, and hopefully we'll get viewer suggestions as well. I love it, and you of course can find the show in the show notes. You'll have, you can find, and once uh, you'll find the links in that. But once he does get it up and running, I will definitely retweet him and put his stuff in the show notes so that you can follow up on it. And Daniel, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. It was great. It was really nice to be here. It was great talking to the Muppets Christmas Carol and going on our tangents about Jaws and Japanese children saving us from the sharks. It, uh, it felt like playing six. Have you ever played Six Degrees of Bacon? Yes, I have. I think that's what we've been playing most of this podcast <laughs> yes. with Michael Caine and the Muppets. <laughs> yes, and I love it, and I w- will do it again. Um, you, of course, are always welcome to come back on the Feel Better Show, which I would happily come back in a heartbeat. Excellent. I love hearing that. And ladies and gentlemen, you can always find us here at the Phil Better Show on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at Phil Better Show. Again, thank you so much for listening and have a great, great Christmas.